Welcome back to The Line Between, a Pradesi podcast with your favorite hosts, Alisa and Kitki. Welcome yes. back, guys. We're back. Um, we have a super interesting episode today. A little different than what we normally do. Uh, but it's something we've wanted to do, well, Alisa's talked about, um, oh. which is she wants to be your agony aunt. <laughs> and she wants, no, we want we to want, hear. Let's not blame me. We want to hear all of your um, life experiences yes. and or problems. And we want to solve them. And offer our minimal, minimally knowledged support. That's not a sentence. Yeah. But you know what? Our well-educated well educated as a stretch. <laughs> educated as a you know, stretch. But I think it's super interesting because I mean, I don't know how many episodes have we done, but this will be episode ah, this is actually episode ten. Oh my god. Oh my god. We should have a little party. A special special ten episodes. Ten episodes. This is episode okay. ten. Okay. But obviously because of how much we filmed and talked and and spoken about like different facets of like yeah. diaspora culture gen z like what are we caring about what are, what are we dislike like mm-hmm. i feel like what's interesting is we actually talk to real people we do. and not just <laughs> each other no no no. Just but, us but, screaming into a void yeah my thing is we talk about these like big issues as a whole we're like these big trends like what mm-hmm. is happening online mm-hmm. but we don't actually sometimes talk Focus about on specific specific scenarios specific issues with like real people because what we yeah. talk about is actually for real people i mean don't get us wrong we talk about our friends yeah all the we time. do we do chat shit about our friends. <laughs> so, it's fun <laughs> but we wanted to specifically for this episode mm-hmm. we're delving into the theme of dating yes but specifically dating to marry yes which is a hot like topic i feel um clearly it's been there for a while because um this was one of the first articles I wrote for Pradesi. Yes. For sure, the article is called Do Desi's Date to Marry? Yes. Love boxing us in love there. It. Love that. Uh, love it. in November 13, 2020. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Oh my gosh. So it was like, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to say how old I was because that's just embarrassing to read the article. <laughs> um, I could have written it so much better. But I think in 2020, I was very interested, like even back then, mm-hmm. with this idea that like, we have the stereotype put on us. Yeah. Slash, a lot of people I know mm-hmm. do uphold this idea that if I'm going to date, I'm going to think about it with yeah. the intention yes. and end goal of marriage. Yeah. It's one of those stereotypes that really does ring true, I feel, for most of our community. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes it really does kind of ring true. It's one of those stereotypes. And it's, yeah, I feel like that's something that i think we've been wanting to talk about for a long minute yeah so yeah but specifically dating to marry yeah yeah i mean it's like one aspect because obviously we like i don't know we all know and talk about like this idea of arranged marriage mm-hmm. and like though we've talked about we've that talked about, about like the stereotype of like what arranged marriage yeah is. and what it actually is yeah <laughs> i think we've also talked about um so many things but specifically this like idea i don't know because we're, we're obviously bear in mind we're going to be talking about from our experiences as Mm -hmm. like 20 something people living abroad yeah um living abroad living away from family well for me yeah 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 so we want to just explore um Mm. and part of this article before we get into other people's stuff (laughs) is just talking about this idea that um this is the opposite of casual dating yes if we define casual dating as Okay, it's just seeing how it goes. Seeing how it goes and figuring out what you like. I think yeah. that's the that's the point of casual dating is figuring out what you like. Whereas, 
dating to marry is more so that like you figured out what you want and you know you're ready for a commitment you're ready for that stage of your life to start so you don't want to be looking for people who are going to waste your time so which is fair would you consider this like polar opposites on this spectrum yes there is yeah, on the on the think. dating on the dating spectrum one end of it is casual dating and the other end is dating to marry dating to no but or is the, the middle is like if it turns out into dating to marry then amazing but then and then the other end of it is if it doesn't then you're also okay with it i think that's where that yeah the middle ground is which i feel like a lot of people at this age might actually be to have like early to mid 20s i think are at that point where they're like if it does turn out that this is my future husband wife partner whatever they're like amazing i'm i'm okay with that yeah I'd be but, if, but if it doesn't then you're also like i've got so much life left to live yeah it's okay yeah of course yeah. and i feel like before we delve into it it's important to note that like i don't know when i was writing this or um uh thinking about it i thought of it as a mindset yeah like dating to marry is this idea that going into it you're not necessarily putting an expectation that on the first date you're like that's my wife yeah no please never ever it's a bit insane yeah that's just that's just insanity that's a, a little bit it just puts too much pressure and i really think it sets you up for a little bit of disappointment yeah if you're like that's my wife and then they become very clear that's not your yeah. wife then you're like oh my god what am i gonna do yeah i'm never gonna find anyone i feel like people spiral and they're like oh my gosh i'm never gonna get married and that's not the case yeah on bc there's also a yeah. slippery slope into like love bombing yes being weirdly moving fast not that there's like a yeah. timeline but then on the other side, I don't think there's anything explicitly wrong with having expectations as long as those are communicated. Yeah. Because like going into, I don't know, um, seeing someone new and you're saying, hey, in my personal timeline, I really see myself married at 27 yeah. with a dog. Yeah. What do you think about that? And obviously, if in that moment you realize that that clashes, yeah. you move accordingly as yeah. an adult. So I always thought of it as like just an intention yeah. or just a thought that it's you have. It's just about honesty at the end of the day. That's what yeah. it's about. As long as you're honest about what you want and you're honest to yourself and you're honest to whoever you're speaking to, whoever you're on a date with, or whoever you're talking to, whoever you're dating, seeing, whatever. Then I think then whatever it is, what's going to happen, what it's going to be is going to be. And it will all work out. I'm, I'm a big firm believer in whatever's going to happen. No, 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 not necessarily manifestation, but I'm a big firm believer in like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Especially in this kind of... Um, context economy and there's a country in this context specifically yeah because we brought up um arranged marriages mm -hmm. i think there's also a point to say like is this idea that we set out with this intention that i i i'm approaching this as a long-term committed relationship is that like a fusion of let's consider arranged marriages as like old old-fashioned yeah. um and then new fashion is dating tomorrow no, no, no new fashion is let's just say casual dating speed dating oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is dating tomorrow somewhere in the middle that we have created as like i don't know people living in the diaspora because that's my context here like that's my sample hey, pool. i feel like dating tomorrow is a, a specific concept to people in the diaspora i feel like people who are living in the west uh caucasian people i think they're also what like white people i'm sure they're also people who are wanting to date Larry, they like set intentions. They set intentions. I think it's a person experience, not less less so a cultural experience. Whereas I, f but I do think that the way that our community, the South Asian community, South Asian diaspora approaches dating to marry is wildly different compared to yeah other communities. Of course, because we have like other cultural interests. Yes, and I think that the way that we approach it is probably scarily similar to arranged marriages. But in this case, we're just not having 
families involved. Mm-hmm. Arranged marriages are the same thing. You're meeting people, you're seeing people with the intention to get married at some point. That's, yeah. That is, you both have, have that expectation with each other. But in this case, both the families are involved. And, you know, parents, grandparents, extended family, whatever that, you know, family looks like, looks yeah. like for you. Whereas in this case, this is just you. And maybe like your friends, your besties. Yes. Maybe your besties are boxing driving instead of your like auntie. Your family. Like, like it's it's the same concept. At the end of the day, just just the makeup of people. Yeah. It's just slightly different. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, so just those are our opening thoughts. Or, yes. Anna, we have so much so interesting much to get stuff. Into. <laughs> but um, I did mention at the start, but this this article that we're like referencing. Yeah. Um, that I kind of awkwardly wrote um i specifically wanted to talk to people about this yeah because obviously i was just researching and like sharing what i thought but um i like reached out to different people not my friends i like was fully on instagram like dming putting it up yeah obviously this is all anonymous um and extra points this is written like three years ago Mm -hmm. so i i really doubt if you did if you a knew of this back then yes. wow that's like very old um very og i don't think you can recognize anyone yeah but it's really interesting because we've got like a variety of different issues. thoughts and issues yeah, yeah yeah and how different people think because yeah everyone's approach to this is so different wildly different um so we just thought that we read all of them and and like share what we think or like i don't know maybe it'll help you think about this in a different way yeah um but when i pulled kind of these different people together they're across a lot of different age demographics it's not just like 18 year olds okay i talked to i'm sure like they're now 30 year olds yeah yeah yeah. like a big range and the I'm, question i yeah. don't know if people's uh, opinions have also changed oh yeah probably probably yeah. but i definitely um wanted to get like a variety and i was like share anything you want personal stories stuff like that um but to the questions do you think one's culture or upbringing affects their motivation in a relationship? Because, mm-hmm. of course, we're talking about South Asian culture, but, yeah. you know, I wanted to ask. And then do you think the end goal for, like, quote-unquote, Desi. Desi's South Asian people who date has to be marriage? Or can it be something else like financial stability or partnership without marriage? So it's a much bigger question. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to read okay, a little for bit. It. Should we start with this? Let's start. Let's, okay. Okay. Go for it. Uh, okay. Someone said, I can't see Vasey's not getting married and being in a relationship, which is scary because I think we never consider it. Like culturally, we are fed the narrative that we find someone, they meet the parents, and then we get married, have kids, and live happily ever after. It's so strange because recently I've become so anti-marriage. Because I don't think love exists. Oh my god. <laughs> I think... Uh, oh, this person's good. I hope you're okay. I think we fall in love with the comfort of a person and the economic stability they grant. Yes. But I don't feel like I have an option to be in a relationship and not get married. Like, if I'm in a relationship with a guy at age 23 to 25, he'd have to be the guy that I'm going to marry and not just a boyfriend. Whoa. Wow. Starting off with that... <laughs> What do you think? I don't think love exists is a wild place. But also <laughs> so real of this person. Wild place to start. No, maybe maybe I'm a bit delusional. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I do mm-hmm. think, as cheesy as it sounds, I do think love does exist. Sure. We're human beings. We're so complex. 
I think certain ideas of love that have been fed to us might not exist. Love under capitalism. Oh my god, exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. Stuff like that. It's stuff that we've been seeing like portrayed on like media and all of that. I don't think that exists. But human beings are so complicated and like I kind of just I mean I kind of think of it from I think about it from the perspective of so much art, music and draw art, music and history in in human history has been all focused on love. It can't be such a capitalistic idea that love exists. If we've been doing this for centuries, talking about love, writing about love, painting love, and acting out love in, in, in theater, in stories, in, in, in music, everything, it's so ingrained into us that I don't think that's, I don't think that, that's, that's right. Yeah. I, I think it just this, depends. Yeah, yeah. And I think this person does talk, like, I think, okay, I think what they're saying also is this idea of like, feeling exhausted yeah. by it because I don't know they're saying this idea that they are almost going the opposite way mm-hmm. which by the way being anti-marriage so fine yes. normal whatever you want um, yeah, it's your life but this do. idea that like because we're fed this like, very I don't know storybook version mm-hmm. cookie cutter thing of like what is the process to get to grow up and yeah. be, become an adult like okay then you meet them and then you get married and then you have kids which who wouldn't feel a little bit trapped by that idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there's a like they're bringing up an like an important point about um, you know they don't feel like uh, there's an option to be in a relationship and that not end up in marriage. Like that fear, yeah. Especially when you involve parents. Yes, I totally like I can totally relate to this idea that like it's like everything has to feel serious, yes. especially at the age range that they're talking about. Because yeah. I'm now in that age oh, range. No. <laughs> I'm now going to be in whatever that, that age range is. Yeah, and, and and I so I I definitely even outside of dating, like forget that that fear. If that's not who you are, and that's not the kind of life trajectory you see for yourself, and you don't think marriage is in is in the cards for you, just personally don't think that that's that's what you want in a life. Then that fear, I think, is so valid because I don't think I see the South Asian community probably moving beyond from that. I, I mean, I think that's that's a very modern concept i would i would say it's a very modern concept to be in a relationship without the intention of marriage i think it's very modern and not to sound like a 45 year old auntie it is a very western concept it's not something that's particularly common in south asia i mean i'm at at the very least i can say from pakistan it's not at all it's not at all common and it most likely will never be common for pakistanis that's not in the cards for us at all ever um but if that's not who you are then I, I understand it's a very valid fear. I just see it as like what needing a plan. Yeah. Like I feel like our parents and our families, mm-hmm. they love a plan. Yeah. Like this is not even about dating. Like, do you never feel like that sense of like crumbling existential <laughs> is a when yeah. you're like, oh, like I'm 24. Mm-hmm. I actually have no career route. I yeah. don't know what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that just not apply with dating that it's like okay i haven't found the right girl yeah done like i yeah what what do i take home to my parents there's no plan i do i do agree with that i think our parents do kind of push this on us because i think it gives them a sense of comfort i think they they, love a plan they love a plan they love you knowing what you're doing even though you're like internally like i don't know what i'm doing and it's like a screaming inside your brain casual dating (laughs) is literally perceived as you don't know what you're doing because you don't know who you are you don't know 
what your type is which is okay like there's nothing wrong with that of course but i i think i'm just trying to i think i'm just trying to say that from the perspective of our parents where it exactly i think it's like just, so radical for them it's so radical for them because i think probably just purely from a parent perspective all you want for your kids is for them to be happy healthy and safe yeah like the big three for them that's all they care about is it that you're happy healthy and safe and I think for them, probably that comes the stability of marriage is from, well, they what the they institution. perceive the institution they, that they perceive to be stable probably gives them a sense of comfort that, okay, if my uh, child is in a marriage, then they have someone who is there for them, who will look after them after I am gone. I think that's the thought process parents have to have when their kids and enter this age that they're like, okay, who's going to look after my child after I'm gone? And I think that's... Yeah, if you've entered this wider idea of like we value our families yeah we, that's what i was gonna say we, yeah. we we really value this idea of building something that's together together yeah, yeah, yeah with another person mm-hmm. that's why you know we place importance on the family of the person that yeah. you want to marry that also has to yeah. i don't know get vetted before um but sorry to interrupt i was just saying exactly what you're saying the next yes. little um snippet we have mm-hmm. anonymous snippet is actually someone who's talking about pakistani culture oh um if you can read this, yes, yeah, so I feel like it. it's very like just ignore that. <laughs> I definitely think that dating is more serious, quote unquote, serious in Desi culture generally. Like you're expected to not mess around, and you're not really allowed to make mistakes in terms of partnership without marriage in Pakistani culture. And considering Islamically, we kind of have to get married. I'm not sure how normalized partnership without marriage is in India. Wasn't there a Bollywood movie about that recently, talking about the taboos involved? Look at you. Look, look at that's what was happening at that time. That I definitely so, think it should be normalized, though, because you can be not married and still be committed. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also with what we were saying about, I mean, the the whole planning. Obviously, we know relationships cannot be boiled down to what is the plot. Yeah. Um, but this idea that like you're not allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. It is very sad, but like I say, it's sad, but I have that yeah. a lot, even with um really silly thing it's a it's a very south asian trade i have to say the whole kind of not being allowed to make mistakes yeah. you make one mistake and suddenly everyone is like it explodes it's as if you murdered someone as if you committed a literal vehicular manslaughter people people react like that i'm like it's okay but it's you know funny. you know how funny that is that like per- being a perfectionist with love yeah is the entire opposite of every western rom-com yeah like western rom-coms are like goofy yeah the pixie manic girl oh my god who's unlucky with love who's unlucky why doesn't someone make like uh, a south asian uh rom-com and it's like i'm a perfectionist no they did every single man i date needs to like take off my excel for spreadsheet oh i'm sure there are goody pops out there who are doing that and big slate for them that's what i mean so yeah this idea that like we have to perfect or like we have to treat it in a very formulaic way yeah again it's boiling down to the point that like you just want to be safe yeah. and you just want that assurance yeah um but then love if we want to get like really existential like love is this like beautiful mysterious thing that you, you can't, can't really you can't plan out yeah you can't plan it out and you can't pinpoint it to like a certain characteristic or a certain way that a person behavior behaves or where they come from and at the end of the day love is love yeah love is love you're gonna look on love who you're meant to fall in love with i really do believe in that yeah well, do you want to see this? Yes. This is a big one. This is a big one. Okay. Uh, bearing in mind, what we're reading out is like in the article. Yes. I, did we say that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> this is me talking. Don't worry. These are not um, our problems. No, but like so, some of these are so real. Yeah. Um, 
I 100% think that culture and upbringing affect dating, both in positive and negative ways. The positive, the positives can be things like an increased awareness of your own identity and values and an appreciation for what you want from the future in your relationships. Close family ties can make you want to be with someone who appreciates and gets on with your family as well. The negatives are well documented and often seen. There can be pressure on people, especially women, to get married and reduced agency that a person has in their own relationship due to family needing to be involved. Oh my There's God. a lot. That's a lot. But I think TLDR yeah. are saying that um, sometimes that mindset puts pressure that women, specifically women, which are not wrong, they like their value or like their, their currency yeah. has to be that, okay, I've locked it down. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, then there's, do you want to read the second part? The second part, part is... I definitely think the end goal can be something other than marriage. Dating is not a term that is defined by the concept of marriage and never has to be. In reference to diaspora and these days, the, soci- the societies we live in have generally moved past the point where marriage as a- is a financial and social union is necessary for societal survival. However, we do speak from a very privileged point of view and many this season more tightly knit, poorer or traditional communities don't have the freedom to live their lives wholly on their own terms due to many factors. Well, I don't think the end goal has to be marriage. I can understand why many people think that it is. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes I, sense. That makes sense. I think the whole freedom of being able to date to marry and having the freedom to have that choice or even talk about like, oh, I don't want to get married. I just want to be in a relationship is a very privileged standpoint to take. Um, and it is a very financially privileged standpoint to take because it's very expensive. but also at the end of the day for a lot of people and for a millennia of human society marriage has always been an economic construct has always been for like for social mobility class mobility for class mobility social mobility and for economic gain particularly for women yes because what else were the value for the women in these in these families that was what you know they were going to provide that's how they were going to provide yeah, um, and also I want to point out, like this person has also very, like aptly said, it's it, it is a privilege. And also, when you talk about marriage in a very heteronormative sense, yes, we have this idea that for some people, marriage is not feasible because of other reasons. Yes, that's like where true. they live, yeah, their identity, their identity, where they come family from, family issues, family culture, uh, budget, all of that. Yes. So obviously, we recognize all of that, but like the approach where, like, I mean, I think the questions that I was specifically asking was more from a cultural point of view yes. where they're like oh how how involved is this idea when you go into talking to um partners yeah or going on dates yeah like how do you really bring that to the table i don't think that's something you should bring up within your first conversation yeah i feel like that's a thing. Oh, what if you're like this is me okay i don't mean this in an absolute yeah. ageist way yeah. but let's say if you're 30 and yeah. you really want to get married and you meet another like like-minded person yeah is it just not like they're i mean you're awkwardly running around it but like what if both of you are like listen i feel like you don't bring it up in the first 30 minutes that's a bit weird yeah that would be yeah, like yeah. first figure out was like if you even like the other person like even if you like you can stand being in the same room as them like for, first figure that part out if you can figure that part out first then you can talk about oh what is it that you're looking for are you looking to get married are you looking for something more serious because even if you're 30 and you don't want to get married it's also very yeah. hard that's also very fair. No one's forcing you to get married. Yeah. Oh, well, that's another thing that this idea of a timeline that, that it's like when you're the end of your biological clock phase. That's all it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is about is your biological clock. Of course, that affects women. More. That that affects women more, you know. But like, 
that also in this day and age, medical medicine has advanced so far. Yeah. Women in their 30s don't have to panic and be like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I also want to have kids. You can have kids without yeah. at any point in your life. There are Perfect. women in their 50s who are having kids. Like, of it's, course. You're like, you'll be fine. Yeah. That hasn't reached our communities yet, though, I fear. Yeah, no, it hasn't. <laughs> but we're getting, I feel like we'll get there slowly, but surely. We've got other things to figure yeah. out. We've got bigger fish to fry. We've got bigger fish to fry. But literally the next one yes. um, says, okay, let me just read it. Um, this, this, there's a really big one. I yeah. feel like we should do that last. Okay. That's like a juicy one. Oh my God. Culture is such a big thing for people in general, but those who grew up in various cultures have to sort of form their own view of the world with multiple factors playing in. It's really difficult. And I know for me personally, my motivations in any sort of relationship, whether it's familial or platonic or romantic, it's still undefined. South Asian culture particularly prioritizes family. Relationships aren't just restricted to the two people involved in the couple. It usually extends to involve the entire family. And that influences a lot of us, um, a lot of us kids to look for... Not the kids. Who wrote this? Not the kids. And that influences a lot of us to look for that sense of forever in our relationships. And marriage is such a big thing. It's like the ultimate bond. So I think while... So So I don't think I'm in the minority when I say that most Asians, if not people overall expect marriage to be the outcome of their romantic relationships forever bond oh that's God. that's wild also by the way reading this feels like reading like stories in diaries in, no reading stories are like in class in english class when you have to read a oh passage out, reading you know to read passage i know out. i was like screaming like contacts were drying up i was like i can't read this for my little screen but ultimate bond ultimate bond what are we god i feel like that's we're just we're just roasting these people you're like why would you say that no, but like they're probably also no, fitting. We don't know how old they are, but like ultimate bond. But that's not someone romanticizing this idea that like that's how you meet a forever yeah. person. If that's how you think about marriage and you think that it's the ultimate bond, amazing. Yeah, I mean, and okay, they raised a really important point. We've talked about this, but relationships just aren't restricted to two people. It extends to involving. I, I would agree. I think in South Asian community and the South Asian community, I think that's 100%. Yeah. Like, it's we were talking about earlier with backseat driving. Yeah. What's that quote from like Rocky or Rani that's yeah. like, oh, it's not just you in the relationship. Yeah. Your family does the backseat, yeah. backseat driving. Which I fully, fully agree with. I don't think, I feel like it's a very naive stance to think, take that I think tends to happen a lot in uh, Western culture. Is they're like, well, it's just about the two of you. It's your marriage. Why is everybody else getting involved? But that's... I don't think any culture is like the, the, who is who is like oh yeah okay we just don't care yeah which like it's just not like that's just not how human beings work like it, yeah. I, we're a very community based culture and whatever is going to be affecting you is going to affect your parents going to affect your siblings but there is a lot of a little bit too much backseat driving I think I think it becomes backseat driving when it starts impacting you in certain ways. like like I said mm-hmm. if you have introduced a partner to your family and you want their opinion. I don't think that's backseat driving, right? That's that's. I, I'm talking about like everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. Like so you let's say you are married. You have you have been married, but then you have like your brother-in-law or sister-in-law or mother-in-law, and like they're just kind of butting in and you're doing yeah, stuff. That, Why are you? That's exactly this? it. Why are you doing that? When like, they start involving themselves in certain things that you're like, oh, not 
it's just none of your business. Um, and then secondly, when they're, you hold their opinions higher than your intuition or yeah. what you really feel about that person. Yeah. Which I know, again, it's, it's the ideal world. Yeah. You can just be like, no, like, I for that love, love them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, I think it becomes backseat driving when, and also sometimes when it's for really silly or inconsequential reasons yeah. that someone would reject. Especially, and I say silly and inconsequential seriously like I, I i'm not like obviously i know like religion based yeah yeah those are class based like we have a lot of these bigger things issues, yeah um but i mean like simple things like oh like she's too fat yeah or they look a certain way yeah. that's that's when it gets like okay why Very real that's so close. it's not your life that's and not your life and that's not you're not marrying them yeah. so why are you getting involved? also like assess your personal <laughs> <laughs> bias and issues check yourself first yeah. before we start coming up for other people exactly which which are just very real things i've seen and yeah. heard right that people have such stupid factors for vetoing um someone but yeah it's that's wild um speaking of like culture and religion yes um our next one sorry you go okay popcorn uh, reading. oh my god not the, popcorn the pink reading. one oh uh, having dating met, having dated men of different religions, I realized the way they interacted with the institution of dating, marriage, and love were very different. I'm going to relate cultural religion in the context of upbringing. That's what this person said. Uh, because the way that you are brought up directly affects how you perceive relationships. Even within an ethnic group, geographical culture differences can influence a relationship. In my opinion, the biggest factor in intercultural dating has been religion. Wow. When I was like 16, 17, I really didn't know what casual dating was. I think the environment created in my school was con- conducive of serious relationships. Really? Did it? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my God. Who's calling, who's you? calling me? Hold on. It's my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. He's going to actually, no, he's never going to, he's never going to watch this. <laughs> That's fine. Um, only in university did I understand what casual dating was because there's no pressure added by people watching you. My take on casual dating as an outsider is dating without the pressure of falling in love. I don't have the mental space for that. I fall very quickly for people and very deeply. Casual dating for me has always felt like I bust. I'm bust. That's okay. First of all, that's okay. wrong. I don't think that's wrong. Casual dating is very much like time bust. It's, it's like not. You're. It's the whole point that comes casual. Yeah. So is the key word of it. And I hate to say like you're using the other person. Of course not. But I think you both. Because people, consensually you realize you, it's casual. Yeah, well, you both entered into You're that situation. Discovering different parts yeah. of yourself and like sure. But what what this person, um, I don't know who you are, but your school was lonely conducive of serious relationships. First of all, what school is conducive of relationships? No, but I think they mean I think they mean like, you know, when you're like, I don't know, in like ten and like if you date, everyone knows. Oh everyone's like, Oh my god, they're going out. It's everyone's a big thing. business, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think is that then they said their take on casual dating was um at university there's no pressure of people watching yeah so like maybe it, it gives you some like lack of pressure yeah which is not bad sometimes you need that you yeah. need that just to let off some steam and again like i said earlier it kind of helps to figure out what is it that you want because you can't just go jump into straight into serious and be like okay this is what i want but like do you really know that's what you want? Because yeah. people are people are complex. People will surprise you and unfortunately disappoint you. Yeah, but well, it goes to say, like, do, do you think the experience is important? Like, everyone needs to. Obviously, I think not. But does does do people need to have that period of not putting that pressure? By casual dating, we don't mean like you're 
getting a new yeah. person every week. No, no, no. We just mean like not putting that pressure. I think I think uh, maybe not necessarily casual dating if that's not who you are and that's not what you're comfortable with or whatever your cultural values they don't align with that. That's perfectly fine. Um, maybe it's just you taking the time out of seriously looking for someone to just figure out internally what is it that you want and what is it exactly that you are looking for because you have to figure that out yourself before yeah. you can bring someone else into the equation and and yeah. start thinking okay this uh, this is what i want for but like let's say if you're thinking fairly from the um dating to marry standpoint but let's say you come from a more traditional background um your family is more let's say like what happens in with some communities you get introduced to people i would say that that's not the best thing to do straight away yeah like you need to figure out what is it that you want and what is it what is it what kind of person are you looking for to be introduced to if you don't know that you'll be introduced to god knows who and the yeah. first person who says oh you're pretty and our families align you'll be like okay cool that's my yeah, husband that's, all I that's not how life my works husband. that's my hubby like no yeah, yeah. that's not how life works yeah. you need to be like i maybe i'm just too analytical i don't know but i wouldn't feel comfortable with doing that yeah, yeah. that makes sense Okay, this one. <laughs> oh, do you want to start? It's purple. Okay. I feel like casual dating isn't something that you see in our culture. Like, people don't just go on dates for the sake of meeting people. Maybe it's so ingrained in me that the only reason to go on a date is to get married or at least be in a stable, long-term relationship that ends in marriage. I don't think I've been super open to the idea of dating somebody just to see where it goes. In quotations. In quotations. Just to see. I have to know what their intentions are to see if they match up with mine. I know what I want, so I need to see if they match up with that. The majority of men that I've met, not just brown guys, don't really think that far into the future. Or if they do, I haven't even I haven't met them yet. Cook them. Oh my god. It really came for brown men like I that know. a little bit. They can also get freaked out if you bring up the fact that there's a potential future together and they'll say something like, Oh no, we're just we're we're still just seeing each other. Wait, pause. That's actually that's actually very <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's actually really informed. <laughs> no, I I I wanna emphasize like it's not that like, all of these are so thoughtful it's and so interesting. Thoughtful. Yeah, no, that's how I just, because, like, I'm reading this after years. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, people really, like, think people, also, people are very honest. Like, yeah. I, like, so appreciate. Um, that's, I mean, again, we're just repeating ourselves, yeah. which we don't want to do. But this idea that, like, like you were saying, like, people get freaked out. So I can see why you don't want to be open with that. Oh, you don't want to bring that up in the first three minutes. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. But it depends how, because I personally, like, it's not 30 minutes. Yeah. You, It's, like, after quite a while. I mean, it depends on, like, Getting freaked out and thought that, that, that you shouldn't... The, that, that person's been honest. They're not yeah. holding you again to yeah. it. As long as they're honest. But she's not wrong where, like, sometimes at this age, there is this kind of thing that happens at least, let's say, brown men. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. Let's go with that. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said that. I'm going by what she's saying. Yes. <laughs> They're saying. They're saying. They're saying. We don't know what this is. We don't know who this is. Um, That does tend to be the case. That they're just kind of like, oh, not for me. Fight and fly. Well, literally. I will both fight and fly away. Fight or flight ki- kicks in and they're kind of gone. Like there's a them shaped hole in the yeah. door and they're out. Yeah. So. So this person continues. In terms of a stereotype, I've had people joke with me and be like, you don't have to think of marrying every guy you meet, but I do. I don't really see the point in being with someone that I don't see a future with. But when I bring this up with other people who aren't South Asian, they ask, is it because it's, um, is it because of the whole arranged marriage thing 
and how important marriages are in your culture. They are important, but I don't want how I think to be boiled down to the fact that marriages are important in my culture. It's also a personal choice. I have a lot of South Asian friends who date casually, so it's wrong to say that it's a stereotype when it's more a personal choice, which is in yeah. answer to, sorry, just to remind you, in the answer to the question of, um, is it a stereotype that all, you know, South Asians date to marry? I mean, I don't know. I would, I would kind of disagree. I mean, it is a stereotype for a reason because it is so prevalent. Um, I just think it's, yeah, I think it's a stereotype for a reason because it's so prevalent and it's just, uh, oh my God, no, this is, it's, it's difficult to explain because I feel like, first of all, classifying all South Asian relationships under the same umbrella is also very difficult because not all of us view have the same mentality yeah have grown up the same yeah exactly we, we don't we don't approach this phase of life all in the same way across you know border lines country lines all of this like we're all very very different so there's that but i think unfortunately the stereotype is true that i think a lot of people do end up thinking about you know who whoever whoever they're dating if at least if they're dating seriously like will they marry them i don't know i mean of course, people date casually. That's not, um, that's not like it doesn't happen. But I don't know yeah. if it's wrong to say it's a stereotype. It is a stereotype, but it is also a personal choice. It's a weird thing that it's kind of like both, in my opinion. I think your uh, your personal choice is definitely impacted with a lot of cultural things, like what we were talking about before, that maybe seeing how you, like, seeing your family or mm. uh, certain trends when you grow up or, I don't know, certain maybe even your family has certain expectations of you that can all inform your personal choice. But I guess mm -hmm. this person, they're more so complaining about, I don't know, I'm like, I'm just projecting this, but like, I don't know, having maybe white friends or British friends yeah. or people who are not from that culture have a totally different mindset and being like, Oh, like, why do you do that? Because yeah, there has to be a level of understanding sometimes. Yeah, um, I mean, I, that I that I can understand. I imagine probably this person feels a sense of frustration of having to over-explain their choices and disconnect from cultural stereotypes, despite the fact that probably a lot of our personal choices stem from our cultural upbringing, regardless no, of whether exactly. they're a stereotype or not. But if they're going to stem from that, unfortunately, that's how we all work. I mean, the next one literally yes. talking about um yeah having this one idea like growing up with it and then yeah you're to to yeah move away from it exactly i think so this person goes on to say um another person goes on to say i think subconsciously being told that finding a husband and getting married eventually is such an important thing in life it made me rebel and want to go off the beaten track to get it out of my system I left oh, a really system. good relation. The system. She really <laughs> called it a system. She's not wrong. Or they're not wrong. I, I don't know. know. Uh, I left a really good relationship with an Indian boy who's at med school. Wow. Perfect. Whoa. Perfect. Ready to go. <laughs> they really left the gold standard. <laughs> I know. Sure. Indian Wait, boy this is a med juicy one. I know. An Indian boy's at med school now due to the need to quote unquote experience and not be tempted to marry him in the future. 
subconsciously and consciously. I think my parents having an arranged marriage and having most relationships in my family being traditional, arranged at 25, engaged, married at 26, has meant I do put pressure on myself to aim to see a future with a person. I mean, okay, fair. What do you think? I mean, leaving a very good relationship, that's obviously your choice. That's mm-hmm. that's empowering. I'm I'm glad if you're glad, um, but it just cracks me up <laughs> the 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 need to experience <laughs> the need to experience the need to beat the system. Like she's like rebelling against the man. Yeah, there is no man, babe. Do what you want to do, not just for the sake of rebellion. I feel like honestly, that's the real weakest link of our community. I feel like a lot of people in our community do the most outrageous, out of pocket things just for the sake of rebellion. It's not actually yeah. what they want. They just do it because they're yeah, that's true. Do but it. Then, and they're like, well, now then, I can do it. But then that's the thing, ironically, like the stuff that you want to do, which will be like the simplest things, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like uh, solo travel, living alone, yeah. sleepovers, like that, those will be like huge acts of rebellion. And you're like, no, I just, that's <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I totally agree with you. If that's what you want, um, or who's yeah. anyone to say no so one of the final ones that we're going to read um this is kind of felt like we were airing out anonymous <laughs> drama about people's lives yeah i promise you this is all anonymous and yeah i think i said at the beginning like this has been written so long ago i really hope it's all meshed into one thing like no one knows anything about this mm. but it's super interesting because this final one is um, kind of a chain of thought. Yeah. So I'm going to start one. out. It's a long one. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> my parents brought me up within the Indian culture in my house. But whenever I would interact with those outside my household or outside our community, I was interacting with the British culture as well. I don't think people understand how jarring this can be sometimes. That is super British. Yeah. Jarring. To be fair, Especially, I do say jarring. I do say jarring. Oh, yeah. It's a great word. Um, word. This is jarring. <laughs> Especially when it comes to relationships. I've primarily dated white British guys who have grown up in a very individualistic culture, while I have grown up in a collectivist culture. I feel like when you grow up in a collectivist culture, you're always taught to put others' needs and feelings before yours. If you think about it, that works if other people are doing the same thing. I don't know about that, but okay. Um, <laughs> while you're thinking about the needs of person B, they're thinking about your needs too. It's kind of a mutual understanding that you look out for each other. However, it doesn't work when person A is raised in an individualistic culture and person B is raised in a collective culture. It can create quite a contrasting list of expectations and therefore their motivations, therefore the motivations clash in a relationship. Their expectations. Yeah, their expectations in a relationship. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is the first bit. That's very interesting. They go on for quite some time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. No, no, no. I was just saying, do you have anything to say about that? Because this is, I I mean, they're talking about another topic, which is dating fully outside, which Ah. we've talked about. I mean, the CliffsNotes version of this is this person struggle with dating outside of uh, their culture 
and the culture clash in an interracial relationship, more or less. That's the CliffsNotes version of this person's um, confession. Am I wrong? Yes. Um, okay, I will continue then. Yeah. Um, and then please chime in because, like I said, this is a this is a long one. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was talking to the man I was seeing at the time about how if I could not see a stable future with a person, no matter how strongly I felt for them, I would not be able to pursue it. His response was the exact opposite of mine. Regardless of if he saw a stable future with the person or not, he would still pursue the relationship. The reasoning was that the memories he made and the joy he gained from the short oh relationship God. would outweigh the pain that he would inevitably experience letting <laughs> go of it. This is so philosophical. Oh my God. At first, I was confused about his lack of self-preservation. Surely you would want to diminish any opportunities that could bring you pain. What is this? What is this? Babe, this is giving trust issues. This is giving real trust issues. Yeah. We're not judging. I know we're actually haunting. We're not judging. It's kind of our job to judge and and give advice. But really, there's no advice here. We're just fascinated. We're just reacting, to be fair, at this point. Anyways. It's very much, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to read the second bit? I feel yes. like I, I feel bad. I'm literally droning. No, no, no. Don't worry. Um, why? Okay. So they continue saying, why would you purposely put yourself in a situation that you know will hurt you? Ooh. Fair. <laughs> as soon as I asked him that question, I realized that we had fundamentally, di- fundamentally different motivations for seeking relationships. Even the one we were in at that point, I was seeking stability and he was seeking joy, even if it came at the expense of his own heart. Girl, what? Who wrote this? Who wrote think, this? Shakespeare? Do you think I made this up? No, there's no. no. That's that's calling my journalistic integrity into question. Honestly, I was seeking um, stability, even if it came at the expense of my own joy. And he was seeking joy, even if it came at the expense of his own heart. Um, okay. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to finish the next paragraph and then we can really dive into this. Deep dive. Yeah. I don't think the end goal for anyone dating, not just our community, has to be anything. I feel that having an end goal is detrimental to the whole process. It creates massive expectations, put so much pressure on you. Fair. In my mind, dating should be a fun way to meet other people and it's a good way to find out more about yourself too, as cheesy as that sounds. It can be quite a liberating experience. The most important thing for me... Is that when is that you went out and you had fun and you attempted to get to know another person? I think a lot can blossom out of that. Wow, that was the most profound way a, to end this whole thing. That was a roller coaster because one paragraph was like, "Why would I put myself through that?" And this it's was like, a rom com. Oh, I could have so much fun, and they get literally brought out a rom com in three paragraphs. I know. It had okay, a beginning, well, middle, it had a climax, and it had a whole issue in the bit, and then it was resolved by the end of it. And then the and the the main the main character really came through. Our and protagonist, and, re- and protagonist, our protagonist, protagonist found, we, found peace. They found peace. They really learned something about themselves. But I know, and they had moments <laughs> where we were like, "What is happening?" We were questioning, you know, their there motivations. There were tears. Honestly, when they said seeking joy, that brought me a little oh a little yeah. tear. But okay, I want to go back okay. to the the seeking joy. Like, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, I, yeah, um, I mean, I stability don't think so. and joy. I yeah, don't, I don't know. I, maybe it's the phrasing of this. I'm sure that they yeah. didn't mean it in this I, way. I, I don't know if they're trying to equate 
this seeking joy versus stability into a cultural thing. And I don't think that it is a cultural thing. I think it's just what certain people... It's, I think it's a personality thing. I think certain people are a lot more analytical and less risk or are not more risk adverse and other people are not. I think it's just that's the case. I mean, you have a lot of cases where, okay, a lot is stretching it, but you do have cases in our community where people will go into relationships knowing that they're per- the other person's from a community that their parents will not agree with. And they go into True. it knowing that this is not going to end well. But like they're willing to like fight for it or they're willing to just be happy in that moment. There's a lot of people who do that. So I don't know if it's a cultural thing or just a personality thing. I mean, we also on this topic, we were talking about it like before Mm -hmm. off, off, uh, what is it? Off record where we're like saying sometimes it's weird because you expect a certain reaction from your family or you expect a certain precedent that no one has ever really set that's true and then only when you confront it and you finally get there maybe you you're you get this reaction that's like oh there really was never an issue yeah it's just that's true many factors made you think that obviously that's downplaying how you know i get it that there's a lot of serious yeah. uh, obstacles when it comes to people who want to pursue and we're not just talking again about like boyfriends and girlfriends like yeah we mean this across there are lots of different issues that you know lots of different obstacles that can be in people's way yeah and i think some but but what i'm talking about is sometimes we almost adopt a adopt a sense of guilt or shame i don't know if this is relatable to anyone and and that prevents our own selves from wanting fun because on this topic this this person made me really think that like we equate tradition and serious like um tradition and what we're supposed to do quote unquote with yeah. like the really serious stuff yes and it's almost like we don't realize or let ourselves have as fun or, or like yeah. realize that no, you can I also would... exist in a goofy way or like an unserious way i would agree i don't know i would agree um yeah it doesn't I have to it... feel so serious that's my point yeah. even it's, if you're it's like it's, into... it's not that deep it's never that deep it's yeah. never never ever that that deep but I'm not gonna lie I do me personally kind of understand where she's coming from I mean her first sentence is her in the second paragraph was why would you purposely put yourself in a situation that you know will hurt you I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie maybe it's the Virgo in me I don't know but that earth side's coming through <laughs> I'm just like no like I can see possibility outcomes a b c and d and all of them are looking upset and all of them are looking tragic I'm not going to approach this situation. I you mean, that, you're so right. But that's also just me. That's me personally. Just me and okay, my personality. I mean, you're, and me you're, being talking, you're talking to a mirror because my Capricornness is in the same <laughs> realm. But I was literally saying, I mean, we mentioned like another Bollywood movie, like Luka Chupi, whatever. Yes. But like, I feel like we talk about love. It's this mystical, beautiful thing. But yeah. like in reality, it's not galunk. Like there's it's really not. no fighting. Like, there's no fighting. it's not sometimes it's 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 not star-crossed lovers it's just the worst time ever so yeah. i think you you're right like there are like if you know i, I mean think, i in, think yeah sometimes I, I understand the mentality that it's like no matter how much attraction i feel or 
chemistry is there, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just know this is not going to work out. It's yeah. sad. I don't know. It's I wish I could be like, but it'll be fine. love. Yeah, no. And I, that's the thing. Like, I understand it. Yeah, I understand it when people decide not to. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. That's a very valid choice to make. Because I feel like we kind of grow up with this mentality and this kind of image perpetuated by like Bollywood, to be honest. That like and oh, Hollywood and Bollywood, all and Hollywood, all rom coms of strong cost lovers. And if you work hard enough, you know, everyone will live happily ever after. Everybody will have their fairs out ending. And like, it's one thing for like Hollywood to do it. I mean, Romeo and Juliet has been a trope that whole Star Wars lovers has been happening since time. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, our version is uh, what uh, Leila Majnu. We have that as well. Like. <laughs> there's yes. like we've been doing it since time because everyone loves a good star cross lovers in theory but no one likes in, it reality, in reality in reality it's rough it is the reason why communities go to war with each other like it's like i was just like, thinking as well on that topic i think everyone loves a retribution story like i was yeah. just thinking of like the last bollywood movie i watched was mm-hmm. like the rocky or rani yeah whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, that movie and it's similar vein where they're like they're they're, there's such personality clash obviously yeah and um at the end spoiler it's actually like this movie is i would not say like i'm gonna spoil it without any three months now so if you haven't seen it and you have like refusing to watch it that's this is on you and it's not it's not winning oscars so i'm just gonna win oscars um at the end she the the our our main protagonist alia she gets a apology from like the grandmother who's like the main like obstacle in the yeah. relationship whatever again adding to that point it never works out like that actually this has inspired me i feel like we should really do an episode about apologies no. <laughs> like just talking about apologies because that's true i was just the, the the cogs were turning in my head i was yeah. like there's so and much that apology in that movie was not really much of an apology it was like oh saws here is my recipe she literally was just like i am too old to admit that i'm wrong so here's just a peace offering so just like yeah. we won't fight about this anymore i thought she'd come to the wedding but no. i don't know anyways anyways <laughs> we digress i think we digress um i totally agree with you that sadly reality is not a movie and sometimes yeah. there is that forethought needed and sacrifice i guess i would say um and at the end of the day it's everyone I mean, chooses sacrifice their own is a path. part of life at the end of the day and you know it's it's sacrifice within reason i think is probably the best way to go about it but that's also again just me yeah oh i remembered last yes. point I'm sorry, we're like adding eight different streams of thought. <laughs> um, but I just remembered what I wanted to add earlier. Yes. A lot of the language that we've been like reading and talking about this idea of like um, marriage and, and then like finding the one, whatever, it's mm-hmm. very one and done yes. singular. When like, I just feel like it, at the wise age of 22, whatever, there surely is not one person and by one person i'm not out here saying like oh you know you have eight soulmates like find them all <laughs> like doppelganger yeah, yeah, yeah. i just mean like <laughs> again adding to this maybe brown guilt or like just guilt mm-hmm. in general 
we as young people feel sometimes there's this like pressured weird fear that like you have to get it right the first time or like yeah it has to be done because we talk about like that age pressure right like you're like oh i'm turning 30 but like there's also that thing of you can't mess up but it's so funny because we know that when it comes to i don't know human association (laughs) the most basic primal thing we have in 2023 it's how can you how is it formulate how are you gonna get it right because everything else in our life i feel we put that pressure on that you know we have to follow the right career stream yeah land that perfect job or land that perfect whatever it's not the same with partners like i just can't Mm. imagine it is and don't believe your parents when they say that i'm sorry like i know i know our parents have done it at at 22 like surely that's not that's not it you know i i I 100 agree with that yeah and then attached to that i also think it's so fine to to, i don't know rethink and go back to the board and recalibrate because you were saying earlier alisa that your mentality also changes the more you see of the world the more your cortex develops to be honest (laughs) exactly (laughs) the more is you literally develop your brain as you get older your mentality is going to change your decision your decision making is going to change so i mean for some people that one and done it works out and for other people it doesn't but there's like you said there's this whole thing of like that you have to get it right the first time and it's that guilt i imagine exactly i fully agree with you when you're saying this is that probably a lot of people hold off wanting to get married for so long because they want to be 100% sure that this is the exact person, this is the right person, that this yeah. is the one. And they will get it right and they will it just, it won't ever, you know, fall apart. Nothing else will happen and they will be with that person until the end of their lives. End of and time. And then you settle for less maybe. Or on the yeah. opposite, you, you are like, oh, well, this is it. Like, I have to like the other pressures of age and and maybe you have family pressure whatever you're like i'm just gonna settle for this because i have to do this and then that also leads to yeah a lot of unhappiness i guess but then you also have this other thing where if you express this i feel i don't think people want to acknowledge the reality of the other side i imagine probably a lot of at least young south asian women start getting pressured early 20s right Mm -hmm. and you know, they hear all of this and they probably feel a lot of guilt about this. But I don't think nobody wants to acknowledge the alternative of it. Like, okay, let's say they give in to the pressure, they get married, and then what? What do you want? They want you want them to get divorced in two to three years. I know. Basically immediately. Like that's a whole separate conversation to have. So it's the same it's in the same um school of thought as never talking about um I don't know, relationships marriage yeah. any of that and then yeah as soon as you get married they're like oh um when, when are the kids and you're like yeah. oh you immediately haven't actually given me any form of sex education but okay you want kids now yeah like it's immediately. weird it's yeah you know yeah, it's really odd it doesn't really make much sense but yeah i mean i think this person really goes into a lot of different stuff i mean there's a whole other thing about you know dating outside your culture and you know being in an interracial relationship that's a whole separate can of worms as well um and i don't think it's and as... i think it's it's one of those things that like unless you've done it and yeah everyone i know has different experiences with it of course i feel yeah. like yeah it's it's and i mean all of everything we're talking about today cannot be generalized like exactly we are summarizing and yeah. and like um 
creating like specific points, but I think you never really know until you experience it or talk to people's individual experiences. Um, but it's no, super exactly. interesting. I don't know. Yeah. You can't exactly boil it down to what one person's culture is collective is one other person's culture is individualist and that you know that's it you know we're never going to work out that's not how people work human beings are complex and that's not that's not how it works but you know I mean, yeah you can't boil it down to one thing and of course we've been generalizing this whole time <laughs> but <laughs> just ignore that but... just ignore that part no, i was just i was just going to say do you have any closing thoughts and i want to say if you are interested in reading this kind of out of date article and by yes. out of date i mean my writing is old yeah it's also my writing's improved like i i don't want to advertise that but um um no it is really interesting to read mm-hmm. uh, more about what people have said yeah more because than what we, we didn't read everybody's uh uh yeah there's a lot of responses here. um there's there's a lot yeah. of other stuff that we couldn't really get into but if you really want to check take that a look, on, you can check it out on the website yeah but any closing thoughts, Alisa, about anything at I all? I mean, any closing thoughts? Any advice? Because, okay, Girl, if we're really doing no the position on to be giving anybody any advice. Give us a simple stay in school. Like, we have to end it with some <laughs> advice. Like, we have been reading people's absolute personal <laughs> diaries for an hour. Like, That's I feel true. like we have to close with something inspirational. My slightly. closing thought is let that prefrontal cortex develop. Do not make any decisions until 26. I mean, some scientists say that it's actually until 30, but I haven't actually read up on that study, (laughs) so I don't really know. So let's go with 26. So far as 26. Okay. So let's wait until that prefrontal cortex is developed, and then let's make some solid life-changing decisions if you want. (laughs) But let's wait until that that baby's done. Let's wait until that baby's done. Cooking. Yeah, let it marinate. Let it marinate a little bit more. It's all quite No, crisp. that's great advice. Um, what is my closing thought? Oh, okay. I think um I would always say my one and only advice. I really don't change this whoever I talk to. Um I firmly believe that if you develop your platonic relationships and platonic love, you know, you nurture that, you know, you work on how to be a good friend, how to empathize how to i don't know just be there with your friends it will help you in any other aspects whether that's like romantic love or i don't know other relationships but i'm a big fan of platonic love like i feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough or it doesn't get validated as much because we're always talking about um the girlies and the guysies and everyone yeah, we were, I don't know, love your friends. It's not too kumbaya. Like. No, I think that's great. I think you're 100% right. I don't think not enough people talk about platonic love, platonic soulmates, platonic, you know, really nurturing your platonic relationships. So yeah. I think, I'm not saying I think that's use your point. friends. Don't use as your a friends crutch. practice. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. We're not don't. practicing on our friends to prepare for but just nurture that nurture that relationship so whenever it is that you end up with a partner that you want if that's the partner you're, if that's the direction that you're looking for in life your friends are still going to be yeah. there for you they're not yeah, just going to disappear yeah and i think at the end of the day being a good partner or a, a good person in a relationship that it's irrespective of a partner like you are at the end of the end of the day still a friend 
mm-hmm. still, you That's know, true. a communicator. So, yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I hope you enjoyed our little brand of nonsense, our usual brand of nonsense. But if you want to see more of us on uh, online, you can check us out on Instagram on Community. If you want to email us directly, we are podcast.perdesi at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out our Twitter, it's Perdesi blog. And if you want to have a little sneak peek at Kate Keenai's little bios on our website, it's www.perdesi.community forward slash the line between. Hope you guys had fun. See you next time. Bye.